Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. I'm your host, your host, David On Point Hoffman. My co-host is Mr. TJ Hopkins. And from the Daily Blitz.blog, Mr. Christian Simpson has been kind enough to join us as we break down Super Wild Card Weekend with our preview and our predictions. And if you saw the beginning graphic of the show, uh, we are still sending our well wishes to Damar Hamlin. Uh, as, of the, as of now, the news is mostly positive. Uh, he has been moved to a Buffalo hospital where he is in stable condition, uh, but he still needs our prayers. Uh, so continue sending those out to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to break down week number 18. If you haven't, if you're new here to the podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we go live on Facebook. We go live on YouTube. We go live on Twitch. And we go live on Twitter. And I've also shared the StreamYard link into all of the places. So if you want to join us and talk some NFL action, that's in the Prime Sports World main Facebook page. Um, so continue checking us out over there. Uh, also, if you miss us live, you can watch us on Spotify, Apple Music, and 
Amazon Music, I think, is what Amazon Podcast. Uh, I'll put the link into the show, um, so you can go ahead and check us out there as well. Um, but welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome into the show, TJ and Christian. Welcome. What's up, guys? A whole bunch of nothing. A whole bunch, A whole of, bunch nothing. of nothing. <laughs> all right, all right, that's cool. That's cool. A whole bunch of nothing. So, uh, before we get into the individual matchups, what matchup would you say you're looking forward to the most when it comes to this weekend? For me, it's the Jaguars and the Chargers. Uh, you know, I think I look at them two somewhat evenly matched teams. Both quarterbacks can really fling the ball down the field. Uh, this is the first ever playoff meeting between two 4,000-yard passers in, um, in a regular season. And, and, and is it the first time two quarterbacks are making their first career playoff game played against each other? I believe so. Well, yeah, I think I mean, so. I, I, I don't know about that, but it's certainly intriguing, and that's probably the uh, most intriguing matchup maybe, for me as no, well. No, what, 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 making Buffalo their playoff and, debuts Buffalo, against each other? Buffalo and Jacksonville a couple years ago. Blake Bortles and... Blake Bortles and Tyrod Taylor. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then you could even look at the Raiders and the Bengals last year. That was Derek Carr's first Derek playoff Carr's game. Derek Carr's first playoff game. Well, I mean, Derek Carr, Derek Carr did make it to the playoffs. He just didn't play in that game. No, that doesn't count. He didn't okay, play. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But let's get into the, the matchups themselves. Let's talk about the first one on the docket there. Seattle, this is all with Seattle going into Levi Stadium in there in Santa Clara, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. There's the stats for you right there. Uh, Seattle Seahawks coming at 9-8. and eight. They beat the Los Angeles Rams to get into the playoffs. San Francisco comes in as the two seed. Uh, yeah, the two seed. They're 13-4. All their other numbers there. Brock Purdy probably still the starting quarterback. Chris McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Juan Johnson, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel is back. Um, key players on defense for San Fran, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Kadavius Ward, and Trey Greenlaw. On the Seattle side of this, Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Charles Cross, Noah Font, Austin Blythe. And then on defense, Tariq Wolin, who probably should be offensive defensive rookie of the year, potentially. Uh, defensive yeah, rookie of the year, Quadri Diggs, Shelby Harris, and uh, Nwusu. Be respectful. We know defensive rookie of the year sucks. Be respectful. Tariq Wolin's got for sure an argument. Be respectful. It's Aiden Hutchinson. That's what it no, is. I said it's what I said. Nine. I so, said what I said. It's eight hundred. <laughs> no, nobody care what you said. I said. Nobody care what you said. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, obviously they do. Uh, so yeah, San Francisco is looking for the sweep on Seattle. Uh, how do you see this game shaking out, guys? That's why your pizza cardboard. Anyway, um, you know what? I'm a. You gonna have to see me after this goddamn yeah, show. San Francisco should. San Francisco should definitely win this one. Um, my older cousin, he like like Pete Carroll gonna Pete Carroll gonna dominate that rookie. I'm like, yeah, the same Pete Carroll that let him run a double fake on him for a touchdown. Like, yeah, that 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 same Pete Carroll, like, yeah. The 49ers just have better pieces around their quarterback. Like they have more. They can do more. The line is better. Like they just have they just have too much for the for the Seahawks to contend with. So San Francisco should win this game. Um, yeah, this should be a relatively of all of the matchups that I think uh, of all the matchups this Sunday or Saturday slash Sunday. I feel like this is the one that I feel the most strongly about that San Francisco should win this game. I just think that they their offensive line is incredible, their defense is amazing, and I mean, Gino Smith has had a little bit of a rocky path here down the stretch here. Um, so yeah, I'm rolling with the San Francisco Forty Nine. I should win this game fairly fairly handily. Yeah, um, I previewed this one on the site today. I like San Francisco. Only way Seattle's going to win 
they're going to have to win it through the air. Lots of Tyler Lockett. And I think if San Francisco contains Tyler Lockett, they win this game. Because Tyler Lockett can do so many different things for this offense. He can line him up. He can run short. He can go intermediate. He can run the deep route. And I just don't know if Seattle's defense has enough to try and contain what San Francisco has been able to do offensively. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, moving into the other matchup on Saturday, we got the Los Angeles Chargers going into Duval County, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chargers at 10-7. and 7. Uh, Obviously lost that game to Denver and pretty meaningless game for the Chargers. And the Jacksonville Jaguars a week ago on last Saturday, on Saturday they beat the Tennessee Titans to clinch the division. Uh, they're 9-8, and eight, Chargers 10-7. and seven. There's the key players on offense for the Chargers. Herbert, Eckler, Allen, Williams, Everett, Lindsley, Johnson, Filer. Um, defense, Joy Bosa's back. Asante Samuel, Derwin James, Khalil Mack. It does not feel like they're going to get, um, what's his name back? Um, their tackle, um, the kid from Northwestern. It does not sound like he's going to be back. Slater. Rashawn Slater, thank Rashawn you very much. Slater. It does not seem like he's going to be back in the mix for the Chargers, at least not at this point. And then Jacksonville, Lawrence, Etienne, Kirk, Ingram, Little, Say Jones, Luke Fortner, Marvin Jones Jr., Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, Rashawn Jenkins, Tyson Campbell, and Ole Kanu, uh, who's an excellent run-stuffing See. Mike Williams is practicing, so he should be able to suit up in this game. Uh, last time these two teams played was uh, last year. Um, Jacksonville won 38 to 10. Yeah, Mike Williams is what, 6'5, 230, fast as hell, big body. And their offense just looks different when he's out there. Like it's and it's not even close. Like I don't know. This is as close to a pick'em game as you can get. Like it literally is a pick'em game. It's fifty-fifty. All right. Like the the bet. Like the money line is even for this game. Like this is probably the only fifty-fifty game in the whole playoff. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. I, I think there are, I think the Tampa Bay game Dallas is probably a 50-50 game. That's uh, not um, 50-50. There's that's, uh, there is no way in hell that I I, I just think the Chargers, if they have everybody healthy, I think this offense is just way too much for Jacksonville's defense to hold on to. Uh I just I think Jacksonville's a nice story and they've way overachieved. Uh, you know, going from the first overall pick of the draft to being, you know, winning the division in one season is really, division. really a big turnaround. And Trevor Lawrence, his turnaround from season one to season two has been incredible. Um, but the Chargers are the better team. And they got Joey Bosa back. Look for him to reap havoc on uh, that is, offensive line. This is really a big game for uh, Brandon Staley. Like, Brandon Staley loses. They talk about getting them out of there. Like I'm serious. Like that—that's not hyperbole. That's not over exaggeration. That's not overreaction. If he loses this game, they're talking about firing him, especially with a guy like Sean Payton out there. So Brandon, like the Chargers lose this game, Brandon Staley could very well find himself without a job. Potentially. Potentially. But the fact that it's being talked about, like you always say, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yep. Especially with Sean Payton, a name like Sean Payton being out there as a potential head coaching candidate, uh, with Jim Harbaugh being out there as a head coaching candidate, especially uh, with going out, what's going on with Michigan right now with the investigation. Um, but with which that I being said, I'll take. Which I think is a bunch of nothing because, like, how you wait till the rumors of him coming back to the NFL come out. I mean, that's the way it goes, my friend. To, oh, come on, man. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, with that being said, I'm taking the Chargers win this game. I, I think they're just going to be too much on offense for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, give me the Chargers. Christian. All right, David. Oh, baby, let's go. I know what time it is. Number one, baby. Shameless plug number one. Let's go, Christian. Um, Here's my thing about Jacksonville. They really couldn't get that running game going. Tennessee really shut that down on Saturday night. They held them to 19 yards. I think it's going to be key for Jacksonville to get that running game going in this one because the Chargers struggle to stop the run. And, yeah, the Chargers may look like the better team on paper, but – yeah, that's true. But they can look shaky at times. You know, they, they find ways to lose games in the most awkward ways possible. I preview this one tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to this one. Second meeting between uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. TJ, did you, uh, did you make a pick? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Okay. I just think, I think the Chargers have a better defense, especially okay. up front. Definitely agree with you on that front because uh, Bastion Joseph Day has been pretty awesome for them this season. Um, moving on from there, let's talk about Sunday. Uh, the first game on the docket here when it comes to Sunday afternoon football is the Miami Dolphins who basically crawled their way into the playoffs. And were, at one point they were 7-3. and three. You guys remember that that point when they were 7-3? Mm-hmm. and three? Uh, They went through the season finishing 2-5. and five. Uh, It yeah, does not appear that Tua Tagovailoa. 7-3. 7-3 Tua was getting MVP talks. Yeah, uh, you know. um, Tua probably will not play in this game, so it will be Teddy Bridgewater leading the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're nine and eight. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki, Connor Williams, Raheem Moster, Durham Smythe. Uh, if you don't know who that is, it's the backup tight end, or actually technically the starter now because uh, of Mike, whatever. Uh, players on defense: Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, and Christian Wilkins, who's been awesome this season. Christian Wilkins, I think he has the most tackles ever by somebody at the defensive tackle position, like with over 100 tackles in the season. It's on all Buffalo. in the name. It's all in the name. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, on the Buffalo side, obviously 12-3. and three. Um, You know, you wish you had that bye, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Dean Dawkins, and Mitch Morse on defense. Uh, Tredavious Ward, Matt Milano, Ed Oliver, and Jordan Poyer for the Buffalo Bills at 12-3. and three. Yeah, it don't, matter who, it don't matter who quarterback for, uh, for the Dolphins. Buffalo winning this game. And if not, I, they're winning this game. I'm also going to roll with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I think they're, I, the quarterback situation is just kind of a mess for uh, the Miami Dolphins. And what was a really promising season has kind of gone in the toilet. Uh, they're lucky that they just – but lucky enough they just made the playoffs. Uh, I think if they had missed the playoffs, Mike McDaniel might have gotten, might have gotten fired. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, he would have gotten – would have got a, some kind of a pass with Tua and the Andrews. I guess, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But it, that situation was not handled properly from the, from the jump. Yeah, like Tua's basically been meeting with um, neurologists since the um, basically since the, the which when the first concussion happened. Uh, it was week three, something like that. And then you, then you turn right around and get another one against the Bengals. Like, yeah, he's pretty much been meeting with week three. He pretty much been meeting with neurologists since then, and it's I don't know. Like, yeah, he he has to look at the bigger picture, and the bigger picture is not football right now. True, not for him. And yeah, I think with, without Tua Tungalo, I think the ceiling for this team is about you know barely making the playoffs. But give me Buffalo to win the game, Christian. 
Shameless plug. Number two, baby. Let's go. Um, yeah, these matchups were interesting during the regular season. Remember, Miami beat them earlier in the year. Then that's when we saw things weren't right with Tua, where he was wobbly. And they said it was a back injury. Josh mm-hmm. Allen threw the ball 63 times. <laughs> the the, the second caught a crowd. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> the second time it came down to a field goal. Um, Miami really ran the ball effectively against Buffalo in both games. I want to see how Buffalo can counterattack with that. Um, defensively, they were a little shaky on Sunday. But then again, you know, I know a lot of their minds weren't really on football. It was, you know, just get the job done and, and win for for DeMar Hamlin. And I know you guys probably talked about this yesterday, but you couldn't write a better start to a game for True. the Bills. Like, that, that's the reason why we love sports so much. I preview this one. Actually, I preview this one on Sunday, an hour before kickoff. And to now moving on to the next matchup, which is a rematch from earlier in the season, uh, a game that Minnesota won on a basically like was it was it a walk off field goal when they beat the New York Giants sixty one yards. Yeah, 61 walk-off field goal for Minnesota. Uh, they get the New York Giants, who are 9-61. Uh, there's the key players on their offense, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton, Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, Matthew Breida, John Feliciano, and Isaiah Hodgins is the wide receiver. Uh, key players in defense, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Kayvon Thibodeau. All three of those names are so long, I couldn't put a fourth guy on there. Uh, Minnesota side of this, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, who has been awesome since they traded for him. Brian O'Neill, Urza Cleveland, Brand, Jer- Garrett Bradbury on defense, Daniel Hunter, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, uh, the only Smith brother left over from the playoffs. Uh, but TJ, how do you think this game's going to shake out as a rematch of a earlier matchup? Was it week 10, 11? They, they it's not that the Vikings should win, like the Vikings got to win. Like you got to win the game. I, there's still what you call it the the question marks about Kirk Cousins being a big time quarterback, winning the games that winning the games that matter, and all that other good stuff. Now this is why winning those one score games were so important because now it's playoff time. This is probably where you're gonna need that tight game experience of playing in a one score game, right? So now you know how to you know how to handle yourself, you know how to keep your composure, not get rattled. You're at home. So that definitely helps. So yeah, the, the Vikings gotta win this game because if they if they lose, you, you looking at Kirk Cousins like, bro, what more do you need? Like what more like what more? Like what else do you need? Like why do you keep coming up short? in the moments that we really need you like what is the problem i'm picking the vikings you don't have to like i know like you like to say like in games like this like i'm picking the vikings but i don't feel good about it like it's it's one of those things like i think they got a better matchup a favorable matchup like kenny Galladay scored his first touchdown in two years since being with the giants <laughs> all right like, yeah give me the vikings i just don't think the giants have enough Christian, this is your football team. How do you think are going? How do you think things are going to shake out here for the uh, shameless plug number three? Um, 
the first round when they met, that was actually the Giants' best offensive performance of the year because this Minnesota's defense is shaky. I mean, look at the numbers right there. They give up more points than they average on offense. They give up 25, and they score 24. Um, Minnesota can be shaky at times. There's only one game where they've completely put it all together, and that was the opener against the Green Bay Packers. The Giants... They're learn. They're really learning, and they're trying to spread the ball around. They're letting Daniel Jones use his feet. Saquon Barkley is getting his touches, but they're they're trying to create a little more in the air, in the passing game. Um, my question is, what are the Giants going to do with Justin Jefferson? Because he had a field day against them a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people are anticipating. I preview this one on Thursday. Uh, I don't. I don't think that you can really do too much to Justin Jefferson. You're not. Gonna yeah, probably through. just have to double him, or maybe play you know coverage underneath with with a with a safety up top. Right. But yeah, like yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, it's easier said than done than to try and take him away. It's like you can't slow him down. Like you can't. It's like what's that called? Like you can't slow him down. Your only hope is to contain him. And containing Justin Jefferson is what, <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and and the Giants don't exactly have a shutdown corner they can rely on to quote unquote shut down Justin. Shut Jefferson. Like there's down, no there's no Zaire Alexander on this roster. There just isn't. Right, and and it's funny because Zaire Alexander wants to talk about his performance was a fluke. Like fluke is him doing it one time. Like Justin Jefferson had over seventeen hundred yards receiving, bro. That's not a fluke. Yeah. As what? TJ likes to say, like you got to do it again, and he's done it three <laughs> times. <laughs> so, like, that, like, yeah, it's I don't know. Like, also, if the Giants win, it's more of an off-season question. But like, if the Giants win this game, you all but have to extend Daniel Jones. Like, you got to. I think they're gonna do like, that anyways. You think so? Like, I, oh, like yeah. I, I think I think he's earned that. I mean, they're they're not going to draft early enough. I would I would take a flyer on like a, a, a mid like a, like I would take a flyer on Spencer Rattler if I was the Giants. Like, take him in the third or fourth round, have him be Spencer the backup. Spencer Rattler's going back to school. Okay, well then, I, I don't know what you do, but there's got to be one of those guys that you thought would be. I don't know, Christian. Weigh in on this. Um. Yeah, I think they're gonna resign Daniel Jones. Um, because who else is out there that they could that they could go out and get? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with the Minnesota Vikings too. I just think offensively, I think they're gonna be way too talented for this Giants off defense. Uh, even though they have been really good, and the and the and the Vikings are dealing with a bunch of injuries in their offensive line area, um, so may hinder how good they're going to be. But they have Christian Derrissaw, who's probably been the best offensive lineman in the NFL this season, uh, statistically. Um, give me the Minnesota to win this game. Uh, I just think that they have – but as CJ said, they kind of have to win this game. Um, I think if you don't win this game as Minnesota, I think you blow this roster up. Outside of maybe Justin Jefferson, you keep him. But I think you you do a full bread. You can't deep look. Kirk Cousins is not the guy to take you where you need to go. Um, this roster is expensive, and if you can't even get out of the first round of the playoffs, it's not worth it. It's really not. Like, so, yeah, I mean, you move on from Kirk Cousins, you keep Jefferson, you keep 
one of the two young tight ends you got because you got two of them, right? You got Irv Smith Jr. And yeah, Irv Smith just made his, uh, his uh, debut on Sunday. So um, we'll see what ends up happening there. But I would resign Hawkinson. I think they have to do that anyways because he's going to be a free agent. Um, moving on from there, let's talk about the Sunday night football matchup. We got a rematch of week number 17 or 18, uh, the Super Kyle Card weekend. We got the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and 7. Going into Cincinnati at 12 and four, I put Lamar Jackson in there as the starting quarterback for the Ravens, but honestly, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I should have put a little asterisk on there because I'm assuming it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I know he practiced a little bit last week, um, but it could be Tyler Huntley. It also could be Anthony Brown, um, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses. If you did not notice, there's not a single wide receiver there because none of them are worth listing on the list. Uh, key players on defense, Roquan Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Patrick Queen and Tyus Bowser. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals coming at 12 and four. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, Jonah Williams, and Alex Kappa. Uh, key players on the defensive side of the ball Jesse Bates, the third, Von Bell, DJ Reader, Logan Wilson, and BJ Hill. Uh, all those names were nice and short, so I could put five on there. <laughs> <laughs> Christian. Shameless plug number four. Um, yeah, Cincinnati came out blazing the the other day. Um, fast on defense, quick on offense. Burrow was taking care of the ball. Remember, this is the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl last year. And I think they're a little scarier now because they have a year of experience. Last year, they were just learning. You know, they were going on as every game. They were learning as every game was going on. Um, now, I'm really curious to see how they look with that year of experience. Is Lamar playing? Because I heard he was trying to come back. Let me take. Let me let me actually do a legit Google on this because I know he practiced a little bit last week before their late game last week. Um, but with the Ravens having very little to play with, play for it, I don't think they wanted to risk it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It can't be a good sign to for him that they went ahead and paid Roquan Smith today. They made Roquan Smith the highest paid linebacker ever. Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not even know that. Mm-hmm. So you you got to look at that like, all right, you gave him this. What's left for me? Well, I, they, they, you can always go over the cap and resign your own guys. I'm trying to hear that. Like, wrote, like, no, use. I want an MVP for y'all. This dude got here two months ago. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, our defense really, like, he ain't really, like, he wasn't really the make or break piece for our defense. Like, he really, like, he, they, they, they went 10 and 7. What real difference did Roquan Smith make for that defense? Like seriously, and they went ahead and made, and they went ahead and made him the highest paid linebacker ever. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that how the the assets they gave up in order to get him. And I am, again, like I pointed it out when they first made the trade. I'm like, now you have two disgruntled guys you have to worry about paying. Because at the time, Roquan didn't have a deal, and we didn't know how he would react to not having the deal and running the risk of getting tagged by the Baltimore Ravens. So 
Yeah, if I'm, I don't know. Like, if I'm Lamar Jackson, will I, do I come back? I don't know. Like, they always, quote, unquote, it's not a good look, quote, unquote, the, the, the not a good look that he, quote, unquote, quit on the team. I'm like. I mean, he's hurt. What do you want from him? If, I mean. he, can't, like, if he can't go, he can't go. We don't know his body. We don't know his body. I've never had the injury he's had, that he has. He's got a, P- a PCL sprain. I mean, that's a pretty big time injury. If you re-injure that, we're talking about a lengthy rec- return recovery. I, I, I've never had that injury. I'm, I, and I'm sure the folks saying he quit on his team never had that injury. So who the hell are they to sit there and try to judge him and call him a quitter? Bought a mm-hmm. Cincinnati's going to win this game just because, like, for the simple fact, like, the offensive firepower they have is ridiculous. It is nuts. <laughs> I mean, I mean T-, T. Higgins wasn't even good in their game against Baltimore. They still put up like thirty <laughs> points. Like, like, hmm. you, like you have three guys that can go over a hundred yards, and they the got two competent running backs. They got a really good tight end. I mean, this is a yeah. Their 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 offense is super firepower, legit. And I mean, I'm taking Cincinnati to win this game as well. Uh, I just think it's going to be a repeat, especially if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play, they have zero chance of winning this game. It will it will probably be the most lopsided victory of the weekend. Yeah. Um Baltimore, like they come out shaky at times. And if the Bengals can like, almost out physical the the oh, the Ravens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it, like if that happens, the Bengals are for sure winning this football game because when you beat Baltimore at their own game, they can never recover. Like you punch them in the mouth early on, they'll never recover. I agree. Uh, also, if you, even if you punch them later in the game, they may not recover. So, you know, it's one of those things with Baltimore. They've let a lot of leads slip away. Uh, this is a battle test of Cincinnati Bengals team. That, that Roquan Smith deal, David, I think it's six for 100. Five, five for one, five for 100. With 60 guaranteed. Yeah, five for one hundred with sixty. Yeah, it's it's seventeen point whatever. Um, I mean that's really not. I mean we talk we're talking about what Lamar Jackson's going to end up signing for whenever he does. That's that's it's not going to be anywhere close to that. It's going to be like over two hundred fifty million. It just goes to the value of the positions in the NFL these days. Uh, moving over from that, uh, we have a a Monday night football game. I can never I cannot remember last time we had a Monday night playoff game uh, last I year. Imagine, we, we have yeah, right? Why don't I remember that? Yeah, Cardinals Rams. Oh, oh well, yeah, I mean, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. That was, a, that was, a, that. was a super yeah, beatdown. Uh, but yeah, Dallas Cowboys going into Tom Brady land, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at 12 and 5. Uh, they're key players on the offensive side of the football. Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyler Smith, Dalton, Bobby Schultz's cousin, Schultz. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Tyler Smith, and Tyron. Oh, I got Tyler Smith on there twice. Whatever. Uh, he's good enough. He's been good enough as a rookie to be on there twice. Uh, on defense, Mika Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Barr, Demarcus Lawrence. And then on the Tampa Bay side of this, Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten, Jack Mason, Donovan Smith, Tristan Wirfs, Russell Gage, and then their defensive side, Akeem Hicks, Le- Levante David, Devin White, who at one point was probably the best linebacker in the football. He's probably – he's really cooled off since the Super Bowl season. And then Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, the safety from uh, – they're 8-9, fresh off moves to the Falcons. Both these teams uh, kind of sputtered their way into the playoffs, uh, coming in on taking L's in the final week of the season. Uh, but they have really good defenses on both sides of this 
uh, at times. But but do you think Tampa Bay benefited from the fact they didn't really play a lot of teams with explosive offenses? That's why their defense looked good. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely you could definitely say that. I think the best offense they played all year was probably Cincinnati. I mean, they played Dallas in week one. Yeah, and Dallas was – I mean, Dallas only scored, what, the three, three points? points? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's really no – go ahead, TJ. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean, there's really not an offense that stands out to you about, like, who Tampa Bay played. Green Bay wasn't really the same when they played them, like what we're accustomed to seeing in previous years. The Steelers, nah. Yeah. Um, you know, the best the offense, I, best offense they played this season was Kansas City, who racked oh, up. Oh yeah, four, yeah, I forgot four, about that. Kansas City up, and Cincinnati's right behind them. Yeah, they put up Kansas City put up forty one points against them. Um, then they played Cincinnati and they allowed thirty four. They played San Francisco and allowed thirty five points. So yeah, when they played legit offenses, that, like teams that can put up points in big in bunches, they've they've folded. And it it didn't help that in Cincinnati when they played Cincinnati they turned the ball over and correct four straight that, four four straight possessions and yeah. on their side on their side of the field so when you give that five offense, five if you include that fake punt right if you if you give that offense short fields to work with yeah. you know yeah it's of course be real fast <laughs> real fast right so. Because before like, we saw beforehand, Cincinnati was struggling, bro. Like, yeah, like it, it, it was tough. They were down seventeen. They were, they were down 17, seventeen to nothing. Yep, seventeen zip. So like, you started giving them short fields, and it's like boom, 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 boom. Curtis, but uh, to David, the whole Buccaneer season was a was a sputter, <laughs> right? It, like it was. <laughs> It was stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. Like, right when they win a game, and it's like, all right, this is the one that's going to get us going. We're going to wheel off two, three in a row. No. We – no. Not at all. Like, it's – and they had some horrible losses, though. The Panther loss. Yeah. Panthers beat, got beat 21-3. to That cost me my survivor pick. You you let Mr. Bissy come in and throw an absolute dime of yeah. a pass to to seal the game against you. Like you hear that Shannon Sharp? Down, they got beat down by Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. We actually turned out Brock Purdy beat a lot of teams down. <laughs> and Brady did not look good in that game because he 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 short hopped a lot of passes and they struggled in the red zone pretty much all season. They had three red zone, like first drive um, touchdowns all season in the red zone. Three. Come on, like and and the third one, the third one literally came in the last game of the season against the Falcons, where Brady hit Kyle Rudolph. Like that was, yeah, it was. Dallas should win this game. <laughs> Dallas should win this game, like. I already know Michael Parsons is kind of pissed off because what's his name? Um, what's his name? Chipped him, gave him a chip block at the first game of the season. I wasn't at Fournette, and he yeah. rocked his ass. Like, he rocked him, and he went viral, and he got mad about that. I'm like, dude, it's the NFL. Keep playing football. You're going to get – it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at some point. Um, with that being said, more. I know Dallas is probably going to be the favorite in Tampa Bay. Um, I just I, I just have a hard – 
like every time I bet against Tom Brady, I usually get burnt. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that mistake for the seven thousandth well, time so far in my life. A, I'm getting. I'm, I'm actually taking. Against, I'm actually taking Tampa Bay to win the game. Um, I'm betting against Tom Brady, bro. Like, well, you, you, I'm you, just, you, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna right. be the only one. I'm gonna be the only. I'm taking Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at times they get away from what they're good at. And which is, right what they're good at time, is right? running the football and making <laughs> having Dak make timely throws and timely moments. I have a feeling they'll get away from that running game. They'll ask Dak Prescott to do too much as the quarterback position, and Tampa Bay will capitalize by making that's a couple turnovers. Right. Real talk, real talk. That's the only way Tampa Bay can win this game. That, that's what's going to. That's what's going to happen. I'm taking. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win the game. Christian. Christian. Shameless plug number five: the finale, baby. Um. Last year, when they remember they opened up the season in 2021, and man, Dallas stuck with them. It was Dak's first game back. Yeah, Dak threw the football a little too many times, but what happened? They gave Brady way too much time, and Brady did that thing that he's done <laughs> in his Hall of Fame career. TJ, you know what I'm talking about. David, you know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately. Um, like seriously, Last hey, year. Real, real quick, Christian, real quick, is there any quarterback that you would that you have more faith in in a two minute situation than Tom Brady? Um, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Look, no, look, I, 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 I rather have Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> look, look, look. I'm gonna be petty here. Remember that playoff game between Green Bay and Dallas when Aaron Rodgers just threw the dart. And it's a Jared Cook, and yeah. he did the thriller. He did the thriller move to stay in bounds. He was at that game. He's a diehard Cowboys fan, so I just I add salt to the wound every time when I want to be petty and just rub that thing in. I, mean, um, I don't know, man. Like if if I need a, if I need a game winning drive, and I got and I got to choose a quarterback to say, "Hey, bro, get me home." I'm picking Tom. I, yeah, I got to go with Tom. I'm yeah, sorry. you got to go because, I mean, look, Tom's <laughs> I'm going to continue sipping the haterade. I'm taking Peyton Manning. Look, I mean, I'll take Peyton too, but look, Tom, Tom will get me to the promised land unless he's playing the Giants. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, nah, but when I look at this matchup, got, again, TJ, you already know where I'm about to go with this. Which Dallas team are we going oh, to yeah. see? Like, that's the million-dollar question there because on Sunday – Against the Commanders, they looked horrible. That was terrible. That like, was, look, no, nah, because you know terrible. why they look so bad? They tried to get Dak Prescott to play hero ball, and that's not him. Like, run the football, run the ball, and run the ball some more. They're going to have to do that a lot on Monday night. I think Tony Pollard is going to have to be key for the um, – Well, again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like that Washington front is just – uh, 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 Especially uh, when you had Chase Young back into the mix there, like right? that's like, a tough. Bro, like, what's his name? Didn't even play. Jonathan Allen didn't even play, and it was still tough. Yeah, like that's like, bro, like that's that's a that's a defense. That's that's yeah. how you build a front. Yeah, and I'll say this too. Look, you guys might disagree with me on this, but this Tampa offense just doesn't scare me. Like it did the year they won the Super Bowl, and even last year, they don't have. They just don't look as confident to to drive the ball down the field and put fear into a defense. It's almost like you know what's coming. You know that secondary secondaries are gonna play them in tight man coverage. They're gonna get pressure 
on on Brady. And I think that's going to be another key for Dallas, too, because it seems like every time they get home to Brady, the ball's already out of his hands. Um, and how effective is Michael Parsons going to be with, with that hand injury? Uh, I know. Yeah, I don't think they are really telling the truth about how hurt. I, I, I agree. He's, I so you think that's... he's more hurt than he's letting on? 100%. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but then again, who's not banged up around this time of the year? True. Yeah, that's you true. see what I'm saying? Like for, for Tampa to win this game, it has to be a ton of Leonard Fournette and it has to be a ton of Rashad White. Like those two are going to have to carry this offense because Tom can't throw the ball a certain amount of times anymore. Like I say maybe 30 times at the most. If he goes over 30, they're going to lose this game. That's not, way not to mention when you, when you have a, a tough, tough pass rush coming after you. Exactly. Uh, with, an line, with an offensive line that's been kind of terrible this entire season. Hey, and uh, exactly. Crazy, and that's why I'm looking. Is, uh-huh. like, what's crazy is like, like we talk about how bad the offensive line has been for the for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady is still one of the least sacked quarterbacks this season. <laughs> Well, I mean that's that's because he's getting the ball out quickly. Uh, they, they're doing like three step drops, and he's just throwing it. I mean, they haven't been able to generate anything in the running game really on a consistent basis. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still rolling with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my pick. TJ is taking the Dallas Cowboys. And Christian, when is your uh, when is your article go live? I preview this one on Saturday. So keep an eye out for that content on the Daily Blitzstop blog. And that right there has been our Super Wild Card Weekend Preview and Prediction Show. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, also, if you missed us live, uh, we're also on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. So you want to keep an eye on that content. And we'll also drop the link to that show as well. And the final time, get Will soon, DeMar Hamlin, uh, as you are on the path, it sounds like, to recovery. Uh, love to see it. Love to hear it. Also, shout out to the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. Um, because they had to put him on IR in order to add up or clear up a roster spot um, to add somebody for the Buffalo Bills, um, there's a was some language in his contract. If he got added to the IR, he would have to sacrifice like half of his contract. The NFL and the Buffalo Bills work together. He will fully get his fully guaranteed money uh, all the time that he's going to miss. I'm not applauding the NFL for doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. I'm just saying it's a, they didn't have to do that. I'm just giving it to kudos. Um, you can do whatever you want, but I a good class move by the NFL and by the Buffalo Bills. That's for sure. No, next CBA, next CBA, prepare for the lockout because the fully the fully guaranteed argument is going to be right brought right back up. Hundred percent. It should. NFL contracts should already be fully guaranteed. I've, you can pay. I've been talk, you I, I, can I, 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 I have been talking about this for five years. It feels like so. You can, you can fire coaches and still have to pay them out, but a player can't get a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. I mean, that would certainly be something we could talk about down the road. Uh, but thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us. I'm David Huffman, my co-host, Mr. T.J. Hopkins from the Daily Blitzstop blog, Mr. Christian Simpson. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And, you know, have a good night. And what do we do here at the prom, my friends? We bring, we bring the heat. Oh, come on. A little more energy than that. What do we do here at the prom, my look, friend? Man, look, man, I'm sad. Look, I'm look here, bro. Right. Well, he <laughs> TJ, he TJ, we he said old. what we said. We I'm bring excited. the heat here at Prime Sports World 24-7. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow. Me and TJ going to do the crossover episode. Uh, so keep an eye out for the NBA content covering what's going on in the National Basketball Association. Uh, and Friday, uh, 
to Christian will be back on the prime, breaking down what was a beatdown in the national championship game. Look, last night. look, that was that was a bring home like three bad report cards per quarter. Ass, that that's what that was. <laughs> right, that uh, but a, yeah, we'll be back here tomorrow. Joe Jackson. Look, TJ couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> we'll be back here tomorrow. You guys all have a good night and stay safe out yep. there. Peace out, gentlemen. Yep.